Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler. And there's just one thing on everyone's lips at the IAB this week. The release of Digital Ad Spend 2020. For the uninitiated, IAB UK Digital Ad Spend has been the official measure of the size of the UK online advertising market since 1997. We build it using a census of major UK media owners and intermediaries. And the numbers include desktop, tablet and, of course, smartphone advertising. Our full year report for 2020 is now out and it shows that online advertising in the UK rallied last year in the face of unprecedented circumstances and of course the backdrop of a global pandemic. The report conducted with PwC finds that overall spend grew by 5% across the course of the year to reach a total of £16.5 billion. In a moment, we're going to hear some expert analysis of the findings from a panel of members. But first, in a weather report come sort of football score ticker tape, here are the headlines from this year's ad spend report. For the first time, digital audio and podcasting data are included in the report, a move that reflects the growth of audio within the digital landscape. Overall, the digital audio market grew by 17% year on year to a total of £103.7 million, including podcast spend, which rocketed by 43%. Social display is the fastest growing ad format, up 19%. And this, of course, reflects wider shifts in consumer behaviour during the pandemic, much of which we've heard about on this podcast over the last year, with Ucom data showing that time spent with social media grew by 12%. In 2020. Elsewhere within display, video display also outgrew the market at 19%, while investment in non social display fell by 2%. Search continues to attract the largest share of spend across formats, up 7% year on year to account for 51% of all online ad spend. Growth that coincides with the explosion of e-commerce. And if you missed any of our e-commerce week back in March, you can find it all online at ibuk.com. Finally, when it comes to mobile, spend on smartphone ads grew by 10%, while non-smartphone mobile spend held steady down just 1%. So now you've heard the headlines, let's hear from the experts. At our launch webinar for Ad Spend 2020, I caught up with the IAB's Head of Research and Measurement, Elizabeth Lane, Steph Claxon from PwC, Michelle Sarpong from The Seven Stars, and Faye McDowell from Global to get their take on the latest numbers. The IAB UK podcast. Strangely, the, the narrative and the story for ad spend, certainly over the last five years, hasn't changed that much. Massive growth in mobile, massive growth in, in video as a driver. But Steph, you'd have dealt with loads of these numbers over the years, all phenomenal growth, but a similar story. Anything this year, apart from the sort of the obvious, that surprised you with that set of numbers? We did do the half year study and panel and, and it was, you know, it was, it was a 5% decline. It wasn't looking great, maybe not as bad as we thought. But I do, I think everyone was really pleasantly surprised at how we bounced back in Q3 and Q4 and, and the resilience shown. And I know that probably is the obvious answer, but I think, I think it is worth highlighting that I don't think anyone thought we would be here. I don't think anyone thought we'd be saying, 
do you know what we've seen five percent increase like wow yeah. you know, people barely yeah. left their houses you know if it's crazy to think of that first lockdown where you were only allowed out once a day yeah. with nobody else and yet we've still seen such huge huge spend figures and you know we're talking 16 billion um but but you know i think i think the real surprises maybe the ones that you had to dig a bit closer to i think social media increasing um you know probably quite surprising that it could still increase you know i think we probably saw a lot of um account reactivation a lot of people using um the old school Facebook that you know the old school kind of social media platforms people have moved away from slightly people have gone back to those and I think that is a little surprising um in the audio growth numbers is is great and I and I know we're probably going to talk about that later but um that's a really a really kind of positive sign as well as VOD you know VOD was up I think about 19 percent and and search remains resilient as ever doesn't it you know it doesn't seem to be impacted even by a global pandemic people still want stuff right <laughs> I, I, I saw something listened to something yesterday where searches of like the best whatever whatever it is have just like rocketed as well so people like shopping more online you kind of want, want to know what you're buying um elizabeth this must be year two or three for you with um with, with ad spend but um was it all relatively as expected apart from maybe the, the the growth point but where was your sort of prediction at middle of next year where we might end up was it as positive of the uh, as the result we've got linked to what steph was just saying i think probably no i mean the h1 ad spend uh, event that we did we were yeah five percent down and we were wondering what was going to happen we didn't know what lockdown we didn't know that at that point that there would be a, a second lockdown for winter and we certainly didn't realize think that when that happened that it would actually show such a positive story but for, for me I think what really stands out from this and which is well not so surprising because it should always be the case but is how much this is a story about consumers this year and that there are real human stories behind it and it's it always should be the case but it's quite easy to forget when you're looking at sort of cold hard numbers with pound signs in front of them that actually there are human beings right at the heart of this and that's that's exactly what this year showed I think more so than other years where whether it's the social story that Steph was just mentioning or whether it was the fact that food ads went up because we were suddenly all having to cook three meals a day every day <laughs> and most of us probably weren't doing that before it's just a humbling reminder of the fact that actually what's behind all of our industry are consumers and businesses and that's the story of 2020 yeah sometimes we're we're so focused on the the, the tech in the ecosystem which drives stuff you kind of forget that at the end of all of these screens there there is a person um michelle give us the agency take on it i mean what was happening in those months in h1 and h2 last year um you know uh, lots of telly we know was was paused and just couldn't run because there wasn't lots of live stuff going on and um, was it that there was this shift from um above the line media being pulled into digital and if that's the case i'd love to get your take on is that something we're going to continue to see or as we start to see out of home and cinema and things open up will we revert back to to where we were before 
Yeah, so I think um, obviously no one was expecting the impact of COVID and lockdown. So I think there was a bit of a pause in the whole kind of um, agency world and the industry as a whole. So, yeah, that definitely took stock. But I think once actually people started to settle and actually, you know, realised that people are still like, you know, consuming media just in different ways and the different platforms. And actually there's different ways to access them in terms of like, actually, they might not be, you know, at you know, outside, you know, looking at our home poster, but they actually might be at home watching more daytime TV and, you know, consuming more digital audio, as we've seen through the numbers as well. Um, I think digital was quite a, a nice channel that you could actually pivot into. It was, you could be quite agile in, in digital. And I think a lot of clients will, will slowly kind of take, after taking stock and actually really looking at like, actually, how can we access our audience? actually started to look at digital as the first point of course you actually saw that digital was probably the first kind of channel that most kind of like sectors and clients kind of eked into um as things started to calm down and we started to open up i guess and i and i guess in terms of the november lockdown that was a was blind everyone was kind of blindsided by that because i think there was a slow recovery from we started to see out of home cinema were talking about you know the bond film was was potentially going to be released in november um and then we got hit with another lockdown so actually a lot of budgets then started to pivot back into digital and social i guess so yeah that's kind of what we kind of saw as a pattern from a from an agency point of view and was there were there any um were there any clients that sort of surprised you that um wanted to take risk i guess a bit very risk averse suddenly when there's there's pandemic or um any sort of slowdown we sort of hanker back into what we know and we kind of stick to that but anything that surprised you from some clients that were up for trying new things or dipping their toe in things like audio or connected tv for the first time yeah i think we had a lot of like you know as we touched upon the food clients actually because obviously for them it was very much like you know football like you know going to our restaurants but I think for them they had to really think of clever ways to kind of like keep their audience engaged during the time where they were closed and actually then how do they engage with them in new ways in terms of food like delivery services etc and actually keeping that message of like you know we're still here for you like there's certain clients that did did that brilliantly across and I think they've actually gained a worldwide of like additional you know audiences from that I think they they really surprised me in terms of how they pivoted in terms of their like creative I think creative was a real struggle for everyone in 2020 in terms of like you know production houses closed actually you know you know money not coming in so actually what clever ways can we actually engage our audiences rather than having you know your standard creative of everyone on a zoom call um having a lovely time um but i think yeah that food clients definitely were the ones that kind of pivoted in that way and i think naturally i think connected tv saw a massive boom because of the fact that actually people were starting to really like own their own schedule in terms of like actually you know there was a lot of nostalgia in terms of like oh actually you've completed netflix um so actually we people were actually on the hunt for looking for new content so with that i think connected tv just saw a massive boom from there because you know people would actively try and look for content and i think naturally you know videos we talked about earlier was is, is a massive as a yeah. massive rise anyway and i think we'll continue to see that of connected tv as well going forward yeah did you complete netflix Faye? <laughs> I um, I completed all of Dax's content. I a catalogue of podcasts. <laughs> Very good, excellent segue. Um, the, the the sort of the the story in the spotlight, the the sort of the gold medal, as it were, would go to audio this year. I mean, the numbers are phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it was it's just we we always knew that audio 
um, was really strong, but it was just great to see the numbers um, in the report. And I think mm. just touching on what a couple of, of, of people said here, you know, the fact that I think audio really reflects those human stories and the way it's so agile in, in its ability to adapt to, um, or consumers can adapt the way they're listening as their daily lives change. You know, it, we, digital audio in particular has always been very much about reaching people on the go, reaching people while they're doing other things, you know, and to see how we all stopped doing most of those other things, but digital audio continued to grow because it is just so easily consumed and so, um, and, and it's, it really fulfills all those human needs that we've all kind of required over that time, whether it's that human connection of, of hearing what's going on in the rest of the world, um, and you know the inevitable screen fatigue that we've all had um, but I think you know particularly with podcasts which is a really interesting story um, it's very easy to kind of bucket that and say okay well I think the growth of podcasts is mainly due to people are sick and tired of staring at a screen all day and they're looking for more content um, yeah. via you know that they can just listen to but it almost just doesn't do podcast justice podcasts are much more than that and the format themselves you know I think the reason what it's been so popular is that the format gives space for subjects to be really explored and you can't get that in short form content and you can't get that in broadcast. So, and it's, it really kind of hones in on that human connection. And I know we've talked before about kind of real depth of, of topics that are covered um, in podcasts, which really allows for people to explore things that they might not necessarily want the whole world to know they're exploring. Yeah, and it, I, and I guess the sort of the uniqueness of it, I guess, is the format. Y yes, there's that radio style sort of inserted bit, but the idea of this brilliantly native host read that Adam Buxton or whoever's doing it or Jesse Webb, I mean, that's just such a unique and brilliant way for brands to effectively hand over creative control to the people who know their audience best. Definitely. And we really saw that with audio as well. We saw that lots of brands were, you mentioned kind of taking a risk and it is a bit risky to hand over your brand messaging to, to a host to, mm. to talk about in their own way. But they really believed in the fact that if you're listening to this content, you're really engaged. You want to hear from the host in the host's own point of view. Um, you know, you can smell it a mile off if, if they're having to read something or not. So brands, I really salute brands that have embraced that um, and, and really taken on board. Likewise with, with streaming and, um, and listening to, to radio and connected devices. It, the fact audio was, is really great in the fact that it was really easy for a lot of brands to suddenly go, okay, I can't, I can't create my normal ad that I would yeah. on TV, but I can do something in audio. And we, again, you know, Hand, you know, all credit to a lot of the brands who really went lead into this and thought, okay, how can we do this in a really smart, really clever way? Um, so it's been a really exciting journey, and I feel like we're just at the start of things. So. Yeah, it, it does, and we sort of hear so much about the sort of the rise and rise of podcasts, but you know, finally we we can put some sort of meat around those bones as well, which is which is great. Um, Steph, do you, do you think you know? Clearly, we've just sort of heard there a, a time when digital is a very easy place and quite dynamic to pivot some spend into in the short term that perhaps you couldn't spend in cinema or ever you had it before. Do, do, do you see that sort of continuing as we get into, get into this year or as our worlds become more normal in inverted commas, we marketers will start to adopt those sort of normal behaviours from 
2019 and before? I mean, how much of it do you think will stay within digital? Great question. I, I guess with, with anything, if a brand is seeing the results they wanted from their investment, then then they won't change. They're not going to move, you know, if they've invested in podcasts and audio for the first time and that's delivering them the ROI that they set as their target, then why, why would you move away from it? If it's not delivering or they're seeing saturation or actually, you know, we 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 cannot invest anymore in platform x or in, in digital channel y yeah. um and we want we want to have a big impact again and you know there was a lot of talk last week around the tesco print ad that was saying yes. yeah you know it was, it was a really nice touch and you yeah. know not only did they probably the readership of that newspaper might not have been that high because people still aren't commuting but everyone was talking about it they tried something different and and you know that might be uh, what clients try and do just to get their brands back up the reach and penetration they need again to you know deliver results there's going to be some high targets i think in certain sectors that yeah. they're going to need their marketing to really deliver those results for them yeah elizabeth there was that sort of lovely point you made around uh, the sort of not-for-profit charity sector as well which i thought was really nice there's some there's the sort of the more obvious ones on the net and clearly travel's been been massively impacted. but tell us a bit more about um those sort of positive trends that we saw that that did come out and did have a role to feel like supermarkets and the deliveroos and gustos etc yeah well it's interesting because those trends we've seen in ad spend reflect a lot of what we've been seeing more broadly in consumer trends in e-commerce and how they felt over the last year about different brands we've certainly seen lots of the other research that we've done that consumers felt more warmly towards small businesses, ethical brands, and were spending more in those spaces. And certainly, yeah, you're, you're mentioning the supermarkets. We did a really great piece of research last year asking consumers how they felt about how different companies and brands had fared during the pandemic. And the ones that showed their compassionate side, whether that was having specific hours for vulnerable people or the elderly or having discounts for NHS staff, that sort of thing, or clear communication to their customers about, you know, come in at these times, this is how we're keeping our stores safe, this is how to order um, things and get it delivered to you. Those companies are the ones that really stood out for consumers. And I think the ones that have done well this year will be the ones that have successfully sort of done the hybrid of e-commerce and getting on board with that and making sure they've pivoted but also thinking about their in-store return as well and it's interesting when you sort of thinking about what what's going to happen this year are we going to revert back and are you know your your question to Steph are we going to see brands shifting back to their old habits probably the answer is no it's not going to be binary it won't be one or the other because again, if we sort of think about the fact that it's a, at the heart of digital ad spend is a consumer story, consumers probably aren't going to go back to the way they were before completely. We'll probably be in a hybrid situation. And so brands will have to sort of adapt to that as well. Yeah. How has it been, Michelle, from the point of view of, I mean, it must have been a, a big strain on agencies in terms of things just kept changing. I mean, like you said, we didn't know about the November lockdown. So suddenly you've got a, high street brand that's sort of ready to go again and then suddenly you've got to kind of take everything down like planning process and things like that i know like take time these things take time so how have how, and what's more you're all sat at home doing it like this so how's it been for the last year in terms of proper media planning and things changing all the time 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's kind of gone out the window in terms of the planning, usual planning cycles that we normally go through um, as an agency as, and as clients. But I think it's one of those things that we've always been talking for years about being more agile, being more reactive, being more real time. And actually, COVID fast forward us into that period anyway. So like we had to be like we had to react to, you know, changes in terms of like, are we in lockdown? Are we not? Does Boris say that we can go back or could we go back to work? Are we not? Like we're consistent in reacting. So I think we I think naturally COVID has just pushed us, you know, that further on in terms of like where we want to be. I guess like, you know, we had, you know, mediums like digital at home as well as like, you know, digital as a whole that were naturally always, you know, quite agile and quite reactive to, you know, campaigns like weather, weather forecasts, et cetera. So, yeah, I think it's just fast forwarded us into that, that position a lot earlier. Um, and I think, it's, it, as we said, that we, we don't actually know what the consumer habits are going to be going forward. Like, in terms of, we're talking about this year, like what are we expected to see in terms of trends and what's going to happen this year? But really and truly, I don't think we'll know. I think next year will be the year whether we know whether, you know, clients will shift budgets mm. back to what it used to be because actually it'll be hopefully fingers crossed a year full of like no lockdowns and actually a routine that we're all settled into we, we know that the five-day commute is probably not going to happen again um we know that it's going to be a hybrid as you know Steph talked about so actually I think next year is going to be the, the year that we actually will see whether clients will go actually should we shift you know budget back home to out of home we know that's going to happen because out of home let's you know you know it's a strong channel and you know they were looking at a really strong year in 2020 with you know the, some of the euros game is going to be here so they were expected to see a bump so i think even we saw a natural uplift in q4 in digital spends because actually to be honest a lot of clients were thinking you know we're out of lockdown um you know everyone's going to be out because you know everyone's always like talking about doing the opposite now since we've been locked in like everyone will be out and you know enjoying enjoying what's out there but you know we had to pivot back in terms of like oh actually we're in a lockdown let's and pivot back into digital so i think q4 probably saw as a have touched upon like a natural uplift because of that cinema as well like as i touched upon before like next year is going to be a bump i'd say next year i, I think next year and the end of this year will be a bumpy year in terms of the film slate so naturally you know yeah you know like you know clients and brands would want to capitalize on that as well so we can't completely ignore the channels that you know were heavily affected obviously there's channels like you know publishing that obviously took a massive hit yeah. um whether they come back is, is is yet to be seen but i think we can't ignore the out of home and cinema effects that we'll naturally see you know investment funnel into um, post post this year yeah it's sort of interesting Faye like lo- lots of people talked about what we'd be listening to being massively impacted I remember people very on early on a year ago talking about podcasts going to take a real dip because we're not commuting and you know everyone listens to a podcast on their commute but it just wasn't the case no no it really wasn't I mean what we what we saw was a huge um, spike in listening to news content every time a lockdown was announced as you'd imagine I mean mm. and then quite quickly everyone just went oh god not more of this <laughs> <laughs> started listening to comedy you know sport was really resilient sport content really resilient throughout this period which is really interesting so even if there weren't games or matches being played people still wanted to converse and discuss it because it's it's sort of you know so proper as we know (laughs) judging by the events of the past couple of days so so that we really noticed that and again i can kind of touched on it before mental health content um, and well-being Mm -hmm. really really shot up but also i just think people wanted to listen to music as well you know like podcasts are incredibly well over this Mm -hmm. period and and as i said they've 
you know they've shown their adaptability they're not just for the commute the people are using them i think is a bit of me time when perhaps they're like they didn't get that moment on their own of the commute and the, the yeah. people part to have a coffee and a chill they they take podcasts as that time out yeah. but what we also saw was just this massive growth in people listening to the radio and listening to music so whether that was you know to um you know playlists to accompany their working day or to almost like signal we saw this a bit of a trend of an upshoot around the end of the day and people really? just, yeah like switching on the music and it signaled the end because mm -hmm. there's all this concept emerging so you really can weave these human stories into it and i um and i really think that will um that will continue you know i think it will continue just to adapt into people's people's trends but i think what we'll really understand is that there will be no hard and fast rule it will really depend on who yeah. you're speaking to and what they're doing and that's why it's going to be so important to be able to you know to to know your audience and target them appropriately and think about the context um i mean smart speakers is another area that's going to ask about smart speakers because surely like the, the the ground is laid this was an ideal time for smart speakers we've got these things in our homes that are yeah. maybe glorified radios like perfect we're at home more surely we're using them 41 percent year on year growth in listening we've seen um on smart speakers to our station wow. and it's just incredible um and again it's because they tend to be in places in in you know we talk about being in the heart of the home they tend to be in the kitchen or the yeah. living room and and also you know we've seen some brands really embrace them as a as a, a mechanic, you know, if you take someone like Barocca, so we work with Barocca on a campaign where they, they're an ad hoc purchase, right? You know, you buy Barocca when you're feeling a bit down, maybe even a bit hungover. Maybe. <laughs> and, and you pass them in the supermarket aisle. But if you're not out in the shops as much, how, does that, how do you make that happen? And, you know, Barocca are really smart on their use of smart speakers there because they, they, they use smart speakers at the points when they thought people were probably feeling a bit knackered. And a bit having that afternoon dip and encourage people to use it um, use a smart speaker to purchase a Barocca so yeah. and there's, there's, you're hearing it just creatively you're hearing it more and more you know f find us on your smart speakers ask for this and I think that's also a big drive and these things always take time it's like any technology right that the, the sort of the human behavior comes second the, the technology is uh, is always first um, Elizabeth, just a very quick, quick one on that, and I know not totally related to ad spend, but some of the other findings we've we've had in things like the big real living research, which we won't go into now, but it's basically a look at what's been going on in lockdown, looks at things like um, you know drive time was such a big moment, peak television in the evening su such a big moment. There's lots more flex in that now, based on what we've seen. Given we're not really behaving in that very sort of linear, typical day as before, and I wonder whether some of that is borne out in in ad spend as well. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. And I think especially when we're linking it back to the, the sectors spend that we've seen changing reflects so much. I think what we've seen in the yeah, e-commerce um, real living trends that we released in March, showing that 9 p.m. peak which traditionally we think of as your TV viewing time. We know that other entertainment forms take place, precedent there. Um, we're all sitting at home on our phones, scrolling through ASOS and looking for things to purchase. And that's coming through, I think, in what we're seeing in digital ad spend. And hopefully, I think what's interesting as well is that if you look at where things went up and down reflecting back in hindsight it's all, it's all quite predictable isn't it we were all stuck at home and so we saw these different things change in ad spend and it all makes sense 
I hope that we're going to be able to showcase the same thing next year. I think what everybody's been talking about is how we're still in a situation where we're not quite sure what this year is going to look like. Will it be as predictable as last year was? It was unprecedented, but in the end, actually, it makes a lot of sense. And, and that digital ad spend is showing exactly what we were doing as consumers. So, yeah, we can definitely see the links there. Yeah. We, for anyone playing Lockdown Bingo, we have covered unprecedented pivot. <laughs> um, so you can mark, or they might be doing a, maybe we're talking about drink, they're playing in a sort of a drinking or non-alcoholic drinking game, maybe. Uh, you'd be pretty far gone, I think, now, based, based on our chat. So maybe we'll sort of talk about those. Um, that, everyone, is just about all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, Steph, Faye, uh, and Michelle. It was a brilliant panel, and thank you for talking us through, uh, through your thoughts. The IAB UK podcast. The IAB's Elizabeth Lane, PwC's Steph Claxton, the Seven Stars Michelle Sarpong, and Global's Faye McDowell. They're all discussing digital ad spend 2020. Obviously, when the pandemic hit, all of our predictions for 2020 literally went out the window. We knew it was going to be a tough year for the entire media industry, digital advertising included. And it's not going to surprise anyone to hear that the impact, of course, continues to be felt. It's brilliant news that digital advertising has rallied and is back in growth, but we are all too aware that this growth isn't going to be felt by all areas of the online ad industry and that recovery is definitely still underway. But the numbers we've released this week are really encouraging and show that we're moving in the right direction, which I think is important. You can get all of the numbers from this and previous years at iabuk.com forward slash ad spend and use our ad spend analyzer to find, view and download the data and charts most relevant to you. We'll be back next week with another regular episode of the IBUK podcast. But if you liked this episode and you want to listen to more of the same, you can find all of the episodes on our site at iabuk.com or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising. <laughs>